For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. Well, with us today is uh, on this historic day is uh, um, for Mayor Rudy Giuliani to tell us about what the heck is going on in Miami. Uh, I mean, uh, it's 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 horrible what uh, what they did to a an ex president, uh, Rudy Mayor, Mr. Mayor. What what's going on? Well, I think uh, what's going on is uh, watching uh, one of the, if not the final chapter, one of the later chapters in the destruction of our criminal justice system and the uh, notion that we have a fair and equal administration of justice. When you consider that he's being arraigned for not handling these records properly when uh, Hillary Clinton destroyed records like these, 33,000 of them, many more than he's involved with. He didn't destroy them. In fact, nothing's happened to them. They're still there. Not only that, they never were exposed to any foreign adversaries. In the case of Biden, his records were all put in places where the Chinese communists had access to them. Chinatown, two institutes that are funded by China, and his own garage where Hunter Biden who work with the chief spy of China passed every day. So I don't, I don't get how you bring this and expect not to divide the American people in half, which is, I think, what you saw in Miami. Hey, you know, I talked to the president after he called me on, on the way to the airport, and he had just stopped at the Versailles restaurant, which is a favorite of ours. And he told me, and I had heard on, 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 on TV that he stopped at Versailles, and I told them what a brilliant political move that was. The Versailles restaurant is in the middle of a little Havana in downtown Miami, and it's the heart and soul of the Cuban-American community. You know, Cuban-Americans will come from all over the United States, even though they've moved from Miami and whatever. And this is where they went for their birthdays and for their baptisms and for uh, their wedding parties. And it's a... Uh, it's the place to campaign. When I ran for president, when I campaigned for uh, Rick Scott, uh, you name it. So, Bush. Rudy, what did he say to you um, when he called? Oh, he's in a great mood. He wants he wants, he wants to play golf. <laughs> wow. I said, first of all, I said, I just had heard he had gone. It was, it was eerie. I just had heard on Newsmax, they said he stopped at Versailles. And I said to Ted, what a brilliant move. Gosh, I felt like I, I actually thought about calling him this morning and telling him to do that. And he stopped at Versailles. Of course, he got greeted like the the returning hero. Uh, you go to Versailles and it gets around the whole Cuban community all over America. And they and then they prayed over him. When they got him in there, they they said a prayer. Uh, there was a there was a priest and a minister there, and they said a prayer over him. Um, 
Wow. So, so fighting, That's fantastic. So fighting communism, and of course, the way they see it, if we get Biden again, we're on our way to communism. Of course, you know how they feel about communism. Now, I know we have your, your son, Andrew, standing by at Bet Mitzvah, waiting for him to come back, and uh, and he's supposed to report into us later on. And, uh, on uh, the big crowd that he uh, they have waiting at Bettmansfield. Yeah, and that's because uh, he's going to be talking later tonight, John. He's expected to speak at like eight fifteen. So Andrew, sort of our eyes and ears on the ground. That's be great. Yeah, that's go great. ahead, Craig Eaton. You got something, Mr. Mayor? I want to take it one step further. You said it's a destruction of our criminal justice system. I think it's a destruction of our country and our political process. Yes. I mean, the weaponization of the DOJ and the FBI is ridiculous. Yes, of course, of course. You can't you can't fracture the law in a country without fracturing the country, right? I mean, yeah, my God, that's, yeah. what do we have if we don't have law, right? We have uh, we have uh, yeah. something before civilization. Rudy, we got Alan Dershowitz uh, waiting on the other line. and uh, No, he's not online. Oh, my God, what's the matter with you guys in the control room? They're All getting right, them on. Rudy, keep talking. Yeah, Rudy. By the way, Rudy, I want to touch on what Craig just said. Um, this to me is an astounding moment. Craig is right. It, it, the double standards are incredible. And what everybody's saying is like, you talked about all the documents all over the place. This is the first time in American history, just a few hours ago, that a former president has been federally charged. This is the first time an arraignment. He had to go in over classified documents. Over an opposing president. Yes. I I could understand being indicted or or charged. for for high crimes and misdemeanors, like you you took the documents and you gave it to the Russians. Right. Yeah. There's no evidence of that, John. To your point, there is zero evidence of never, that. He would never do that. Yeah, and, and that's what that is the point. It's over holding classified documents. There's no evidence, Rudy, that he gave it to Iran or gave it to China or did no, any of this stuff. Hero. Can you believe this is happening? He not only didn't give it to them, he didn't put put it in a place where they would be likely there aren't too many Iranians and Chinese communists walking around Mar-a-Lago, I can tell you that. Yep, yep. I understand Alan Dershowitz is on now. Yep. There are a lot of Chinese communists walking around where Biden put the documents. The two institutes that he put them in are funded by the Chinese communists. Yeah, amazing. Put them in a better place for the Chinese to get them. Rudy, do us a favor. Stay with us if you could. We're going to bring in Professor Alan Dershowitz, who is joining us right now on this big, huge breaking news day. Professor Dershowitz, your thoughts about this historic, unbelievable moment that just took place literally two hours ago. Well, first of all, nobody should be allowed to use the term uh, the Espionage Act. It's a misnomer and it's uh, unfair. And I think it becomes unconstitutional, even for the prosecution to mention the word espionage. It's a made-up name. This statute has nothing to do, at least as applied to Donald Trump with espionage, as you've said previously. There's not even an allegation that he gave or intended to give it to our enemies. It's not an espionage act. It's a technical papers act involving the a dispute over classified and private information that should have been resolved under the Presidential Records Act civilly, but the idea of even mentioning the word espionage, the first argument I would make in court if I were his defense lawyer is a motion in limine to preclude the prosecution from ever using the word espionage in court. And I don't know whether the judge would grant that or not, but the word espionage is so, so prejudicial. It's, it's totally prejudicial, Hans. It's Richard Weinberg. It's absolutely prejudicial. Yeah. And by the way, talking about conduct and approach, 
seems to me Jack Smith, if he wanted to make a point, could just as well as a special counsel issue a report and not go through the process of presenting to a grand jury and getting 37 duplicative overreaching counts. I agree. The other thing I would do as a citizen of the United States, not as a lawyer for Donald Trump, is demand that this trial be televised. There's never been a trial that requires television more than this. We are a divided country. Half the country doesn't believe that justice can be done if Trump is convicted. The other half doesn't believe that justice can be done if it's acquitted. You know, in the O.J. Simpson case, it's interesting. There was a poll taken. And those people who actually watched the trial understood better and predicted more likely what the result would be than people who read it through the filter of journalists. Now, things have changed since 25 years ago. Today, you cannot get a straight report on what went on in court. You either get the CNN report, which is one case, or you get the Fox report, which is about a completely different completely case. Completely different. Even though it's exactly the same thing. Yeah, like different worlds. Television in the courtroom. You need to be able to see every single minute of the trial so that every American can make up their minds for themselves whether justice has been done here. By the way, I, I just agree 100 percent. Yeah, I do, too. You know, I saw a poll, John, just before here. Eighty one percent of GOP voters say this is politicized. Fifty percent Democrat and Republican say this is about politics. I mean, we need so to see the facts. About, well, yesterday, of 76 percent of all voters uh, figure this is pure politics. Yeah, we need to I get mean, them to the polls. We need to get these people out both, to the polls. It could be both politics and there could be some basis for the prosecution. I wrote an article the other day entitled, what if both the Justice Department and Donald Trump were wrong? And that happens all the time where you get wrong on both sides. They targeted him. There's no doubt about it. The best evidence of that is Bragg, uh, the worst possible indictment ever. And that indictment taints this case, even though they're completely different people. It's part of the process I wrote my book about. Get Trump. Get Trump. I didn't make up that title. That comes from the campaign promises of Letitia James and Albert Bragg. And this is altogether part of an effort. And look at what they're saying now uh, to some of the television stations, MSNBC and some of the politicians. Why don't we make a deal? Drop the prosecution against Trump if he decides not to run for president. What could be better evidence of the politicization and the weaponization of our criminal justice? It's crazy. crazy. It, it is unbelievable. Using it to try to get him out of the out of the race. I have the right to vote against him for the third time, and I intend to exercise that right. And I don't want a judge or a prosecutor or a jury denying me that right to vote against him on the merits. And, and, and Mr. Mayor Rudy Giuliani, you're going to vote for him or against him? Well, I'm just, I was hoping Alan would give him a sympathy vote. <laughs> <laughs> After, I mean, the poor guy's been bat- I mean, I think they should give him this one for having batted, batting him around so much. I mean, this yeah, is well, not... Yeah, this, and Alan is absolutely right, Alan. This is like chapter five or six. If, if this were a book, in frame Donald Trump any way you can. Yeah, uh, there yeah. may be a chapter seven and eight that we don't even know about yet. So I have a title for that, that book. Yeah. It's called Suitable Suitable for Framing. Yeah, by the way, uh, Rudy Giuliani, uh, I mean, not Rudy, uh, Marco Rubio was speaking, um, Rudy and Professor Dershowitz earlier. And he's, always, you know, he's sometimes a fan of Trump, sometimes not. He said there is no way that Trump at this moment should surrender. I mean, this is like full force. And, no, and you've seen, you know, I mean, this is like, it's unbelievable. It's like throwing darts. Let's try one more, you know. Is there a chance to go out on motions, Alan? There is, but the problem is he can't get the best lawyers at this point to represent him. Three yeah, lawyers that called me today. Today, 
three lawyers. I know. I have the same problems. Three of them who have been asked to represent him, and they all say, Project 65, look at what they did to Giuliani. I don't know if you know this, Rudy, but Project 65 has also filed the bar complaint against me following after I wrote an article saying I will represent free any lawyer that has bar association charges against him for representing Trump. After I wrote that op-ed, Project 65 filed the bar complaint against me, and they're threatening every single lawyer. And the three lawyers I spoke to understand that. And they don't want to put their is, bar certificates or their That's un-American. That is un-American. That's a total it's dictatorship so, of process. It's so, it's McCarthyite. Imagine yes. what they would have done to John Adams if he were walking around today. They would be, you know, disbarring him for representing the people who were accused of the Boston Massacre. That's not what the American legal system is supposed to be like. We're supposed to be proud of lawyers who go into the fire and represent the most unpopular and the most difficult cases. I've tried to do that all my life. Yeah, Whether you like Donald Trump or dislike right. Donald Trump or agree with him or don't disagree with him, I think we're standing, we have to stand up for America. This is wrong. And, so and, wrong. This is wrong. Yeah, it has to be fair. Every American, every American should be opposed to Project 65. And to today there's another report that one of the prosecutors went to the lawyer for the co-defendant and said, look, we know you're up for a judgeship. You know, do you really want that judgeship? Maybe you should uh, flip the defendant and make him cooperate instead of vigorously defending him, and then you'll have a better chance of getting the judgeship. If that's not a wow. threat. Wow. Sounds like a quid pro quo to me. Well, and Rudy Giuliani, uh, go ahead and respond to that, Rudy. Well, I mean, that's about as big an obstruction of justice, an unethical act, uh, a crime, uh, attack against our system, as you could possibly imagine, uh, yeah. which will give you an idea of the depth of their criminality and what they think they have at stake. Uh, because I think they, they believe that they have at stake if it opens up, particularly with the underlying um, informant, Mykola Zloshevsky. If Zloshevsky actually cooperates, a lot of people will go to jail. I mean, that guy paid out well over $100 million in bribes. Wow. wow. And, uh, and if, he kept, if he kept a record of it, there could be a lot, there could be a lot of interesting prosecutions. Now, Rudy, let me just so for our listeners, you're talking about, uh, you're talking about uh, what Grassley came out with. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah know, that is a bombshell. The underlying, it's sort of double hearsay, but the underlying, um, the underlying witness is Mykola Zloshevsky, the president of Burisma. He is the one who told the FBI uh, operative, who has proven to be reliable in the past, that he gave uh, uh, five million to Joe and five million to Hunter. Wow! And, also, and and by the way, and he has recordings. That's the big news. Yeah, that uh, the big bombshell that came out. And uh, and later on to later on in the show, we're going to have Miranda Devine, who's going to talk about that. And may I ask a question? Hear the recordings. Let's hear. Let's keep conclusion. an open mind. We agree one hundred percent. We haven't heard. The, let's haven't see heard the proof. Them. Let's yeah. see the but proof. I tell you one thing. I got to tell you one thing that's there right now. That document, when it was first given to the committee, was redacted. Do you know what was redacted? The fact that the man had tape recordings. Wow. <laughs> right. That's, that's right. Idea. And again, we'll see what they say how, right how now. It's an allegation, but you're right. And what do you? I don't and know Joe, if he has tape recordings or not, but you don't cross out 
him say he has just, tape recordings. Just a, just a little nostalgia, a little nostalgia. Rudy and I first met in 1970, early sometime, when I had a case, the Jewish Defense League case, and I pulled a rabbit out of my hat. I had a surreptitious tape recording done by my client. Do you remember that? Of the police officer, Sam Parola. And we won the case based on those recordings. And I remember you were mad at me until then. You beat me in the next case, and then we could be friends. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I think you're terrific and you're wonderful. You just have one real problem. You're a Red Sox fan. <laughs> well, uh, look, the Red Sox beat the Yankees the other night in the 10th Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm going to make a ghost runner on second base. I, I don't know if I like it or not, but it's fun to watch. Well, both of you yeah. are fun to have on the show. <laughs> it was an old-fashioned Yankee-Red Sox game. <laughs> Thank you, guys, yeah, yeah. both of you guys, for being here. Uh, Professor Alan Dershowitz, Rudy Giuliani on this big, huge news day. We appreciate it. a more double uh, a source than that. Yeah, the best. Uh, wow, both of you. And how wild that the president spoke to Rudy, too, right after he left the courtroom. We just heard from Rudy, too, as well. That was wild. Get Trump again. Yes. To follow up on his book, Get uh. Trump. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.